When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Callie and I did something this weekend twice that we haven't done in forever. Like it was I, a weekend of love. It's <laughs> I, I think it's literally <laughs> the first time in three years or so, at least two and a half years, that we did this one thing twice in the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, so that's on the show. And then we're also going to talk about um, the new king of England. King Charles. Some people say he's a diva. Callie and I have a different take. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to the Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, September 19th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Uber. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the dates that we had this weekend. Jeff and I went on two dates this weekend, which is a lot for us. Um, mostly because we haven't gotten our group back post-pandemic. Like, we've just been kind of, you know, we got out of the pandemic, and then we have a little one now, so things are just different. And we have not been the best about making time to go on dates. About self-care. Because we go hard during the week, and then we might have ideas about going and, like, doing a date night, either with or without Ellie. Mm -hmm. Like, we have the best of intentions. And then we get to like Wednesday or Thursday and we're like, you know, what actually really sounds good on Saturday. Going to bed at night. <laughs> Ordering a pizza and being a bed before, like at dusk. Like what time yeah. sunset? Let's, let's try to, let's back time from there. Yeah. But this weekend on Friday, we walked down the street and we sat on the patio of a little restaurant with Ellie and we had uh, dinner and drinks. And then we walked home and stopped at the park along the way. And it was, it was a cool little family date night. And then on Saturday, we actually ordered an Uber and we went on a double date with friends in town, like at a fancy restaurant where we had to like put on real pants and stuff. I can't great. even remember the last time we did that. Like I know individually, to, like the last pre-COVID thing, like you went to a whiskey tasting with some of your guy friends, but I don't remember well, what that, I No, did. I don't think that, that yeah, you're, no. That's For like my, a nice night out? We've had nice, we've had nice nights out since then. Really? Yes. Like the last thing that I, the last time I got dressed up was not like we've been, how many, like whose birthday was the last birthday when we went to that restaurant? Was it your dad's birthday? Oh, that's true. It's just been few and far between. It's, yeah. It, that's my point. That's You're making it point. sound like it's been like three years since, and since I've worn shoes. It wasn't a knock on you. It was like, we've just like been really, really comfortable. I actually said to Jeff, like, and I don't know if anybody else has gotten to a point in their relationship during COVID where I looked at Jeff and I was like, I think we've gotten too 
comfortable, like physically comfortable. Like we live in sweats all the time. And I was like, I think we need to like step up our game. Like I need to throw some makeup on. You need to put pants on. Like we need to like make an effort. You are, this entire episode is going to be called the lies of Callie because Callie looked at me and she said, do you think you should buy some more shirts, some new shirts? Like there was no R, there was no, we're too comfortable. Okay. It was like, (laughs) I think you need to buy some new shirts. Well, okay. Yes. But I have been the past like month or so really trying to like step up my own game. So I had the conversation with you after I had already stepped on my game. Like I got the filler. I got a new pair of jeans a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been trying. No, but that it's not, it's cute of you to, it's fine. It is totally, I agree that I have become too comfortable. The reason that I know that we have been to nice places since 2020 is because Every time we go somewhere nice, you're wearing I, the same shirt. I'm wearing the same outfit, or I'm panicking and going, "Oh gosh, what am I going to wear?" Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything yeah. other than the t-shirts and stuff. So, so I know you're trying to soften it because it makes you sound like a terrible person. But I don't. <gasps> you think it makes me sound like a terrible person? Then why are you trying to soften it? Because I'm not trying to insult you. I think we both have. Like I'm, like I'm not sick of wearing leggings because I love my leggings, but like I'm just sick of feeling sloppy. Yeah, and you're obviously sick of me looking sloppy. And I'm sick of you looking sloppy. I'm sick of both of us. Right. So Callie says to me the other day, she's like, I think it's time for you to buy some new shirts. And I wa- and you felt so bad about bringing it up. Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad. But I was like, she's right. Because there is, and because now, like, there's more in-person meetings. Like, everything's normal. Almost more or less. Well, and you get, I feel like you haven't felt confident in like an outfit in a while. And so for me, part of it is like, I also don't like the right before we're about to leave the house. I really don't like this, but fine. I'll wear it. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want you to be like, yeah, I look good and be like excited about it. I think it's fine. I just think the, the reason that I'm not insulted or didn't, wasn't like, didn't take it any weird way or like think anything about it is because truly like the past since the past three years in in the summer of 2019, like for the first time in my adult life, I was unemployed. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we start and that that happened in the spring rather of 2019 in the fall of 2019, we launched our podcast, our business, the first podcast of what's now our business. Right. So, that was a big part of the focus for like the end of 2019 and the start of 2020. Mm-hmm. So there was, so I had like plenty of clothes, like I wasn't going anywhere every single day mm-hmm. and I had plenty of clothes and everything was fine. And then the shutdown happened. And I think most people, were, I, I'm sure there's people in my situation as well, but I think most people work from home for some period of time if mm-hmm. they were able to, and then they had to go back in, so they had to whip themselves into shape. Right. So I went right from, well, I don't have, number one, I don't need new clothes, and number two, I'm not going to buy them right now until I know if we have an income, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. In 2019, and then in 2020, the world shut down, and then when the world opened back up, I'm like, oh, where do I go? 
Like, yeah. well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And it's, but now it's becoming like regular where I have to go meet people in person or. Right. I don't know. Just look decent from the waist down also. You know, I just can't wear <laughs> a shirt. So, yeah. So I know you felt really bad about bringing it up. But I, did. I, I think it's, I, I, I have no problem with it. We also, something that we did this weekend that we don't normally do, which I thought was kind of like brilliant parenting move, is we didn't get up super early and go wake Ellie up. Like we kind of slept in and she was like a little bit awake and playing with her stuffed animals in her crib, but she's safe. So we kind of lounged. Like we didn't jump up immediately, go get Ellie, start the day busy. Like you and I very rarely lounge around in bed and we got to do that for a solid hour. And that was super nice. So I feel like we just had a really nice little weekend. Speaking of sleeping Ellie, we did have a weird thing on Sunday afternoon where the only thing that we can think is that she must have had a nightmare or a bad dream or something because she woke up early from her nap crying. And sometimes she wakes up early and then she cries for like 10 minutes, five minutes, and then she falls right back asleep. Like she doesn't even really open her eyes. Like she just kind of makes noise and then she falls asleep. But this went on for like 10 or 15 minutes and she was kind of awake. So... We're like, oh, maybe she must be up early from her nap. And we went in there, and for the first five minutes or so that she was awake, she was acting so weird, and she was trying to tell us a story about Lily, and the and her crib was cracked, and something about Lily. She was upset that like her crib was cracked, and then she wanted us to open the crib, and we're like, "Your crib doesn't open." Like, and, but she went around to like the back of like where her crib meets the wall, and she was like pointing at stuff, and she kept. I almost thought she saw a ghost or something. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes. like is our house haunted?" Or and my second thought was because I'm paranoid. Like, "Oh my gosh, did someone come talk to her through her monitor or something?" I'm right, like freaking out. But I think she just had a bad dream or a dream that was seemed really real. So she was like really. And Lily must have been in it. And something about Lily's crate, because Lily has a crate in our room that she sleeps in. And she kept, it was very, it was very odd um, and a little bit alarming. But then like five minutes later, she was fine. We didn't get to talk about this last week. And I had such a strong opinion about it that was different from anybody that I saw. And it was about the King Charles I'll call it King Charles Pingate. Pen, oh, pen, pen gate. Sound like you said pin. Like he was, somebody was recording video of him and he was signing something and then the pin like didn't work or, you know, and then he got ink on his hands, whatever. And he kind of like people were, what people were saying was, oh, he kind of like threw a little tantrum about his pin not working. Oh, there, see, that's the other pen thing. There were, you know, there were two pen incidents. The one was the one where he was like shooing this away like yeah he was somebody forgot to take it away he was literally signing the document that made him king like a couple days after his mom passed Mm. and he goes to sit down to the table where he's supposed to sign it and there's an old well i guess it's not old school if you're the king of england it's probably how you sign things like a little literal ink jar that you dip your pen into it's very fancy but he he shooed it away the way you would shoo a fly that just landed on the potato salad at the picnic until somebody came up and moved it. He was like, well, I'll be gone with this. 
And I'm going to I'm not I'm going to reserve my judgment on that until you give your opinion of the second incident, which was also kind of a tantrum thing. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a tantrum at all. My perception was on seeing it that because then he like hands it to us, his wife and he's like, you know, this pen, like I hate these, I hate these pens and then handed it to his wife and she's like, oh, it's getting everywhere. And he's like, ah, and like freaked out. Here's my thing. I thought it was funny. It actually made me laugh. And I thought it was so human to know that at work, a king gets frustrated right. about the same stuff that we get frustrated about in our offices. Like right. it just, to me, I was like, oh my God, he's one of us. Like we, it just was it, so humanizing to me. And it's like the copier getting jammed. It's, it's like, like, oh, this always, every time I send my every, file to this copier, it jams. Every day. You know what I mean? Like yes. how many times has that happened? That's point A. So I thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh my God. Welcome to normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not even a king can escape a pen running out of ink or whatever happened to it. And my second thought was uh, that he has literally been waiting for this promotion for, I don't know how old is he? Like 60 something. Most of his life yeah. he's been waiting for a promotion. No, I think he, isn't he over 70? Like literally his entire life, right? Right. So he's been essentially, close to it. if you strip the king queen thing away, he's been waiting for a promotion his whole life. This is his moment and he's going to sign the contract and right. the freaking pen doesn't work. Right. He's like, you know, waited his whole life and he's like, ah. Oh. And I don't know if you watched that video, the one you're talking about, the second one with the volume up, but before he, before the pen even late, leaked whatever document he was signing i think it was a i think it was a, condo oh. a condolence book mm -hmm. he wrote the wrong date yeah and he's like it's today the 12th and he's like it's the 11th sir and he's like oh my god i just thought the whole thing was awesome like i yeah i totally loved it because it really was a oh welcome to the office kind of thing people were giving him crap too about the first one when he was shooing the thing away and i'm like like this guy has not has never in his entire life even picked out his own clothes. Mm -hmm. He's never put gas in his car. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's never looked down at his check engine light and been like, oh, man, by the way, we didn't get your oil changed this <sighs> weekend. But he never looked down at the dashboard of his car and goes, oh, my gosh, I'm a thousand miles overdue for an oil change. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to him. That's just how you get something out of the way. He's the king of England. Like, he was the prince, right? Mm -hmm. Prince of Wales. Whatever his title was for his entire life. Like, that's just what he knows. So I didn't fault him at all for that either. I was just like, in my head, it, I just kind of laughed and thought, like, my God, what an existence. Like, what? Like, be gone, Inkwell. And somebody, <laughs> and there's somebody's job. And then somebody got yelled at. Why didn't you move the ink well faster? It's just the whole thing has been fascinating to watch over the past week and a half or so. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, uh, dogs, and this is based on a survey of 2,000 dog owners. Uh, I, I In my head, you were about to say on a survey of 2,000 dogs. Of, of a survey of 2,000 dogs as interpreted, interpreted, Interpreted by interpreted that I believe. 
by their owners, uh, 52% of dogs react to the word treat or cookie. Only 47% react to their own name. Here's what I'm wondering. Do we, is it because of how we say it? Have you ever said, hey, Sadie, you want a treat? You've never said it like that. Every single time that we Who say, wants a treat? Who wants cookie? Anybody, you want a treat? Yeah. Um, so, and even if you're saying the sentence normal, you're emphasizing treat or cookie. Like, Lily, do you want a cookie? Right. Do you want a cookie? Right. And now Look, she's there's Lily. literally she's- sitting right next to me. She's like, yeah, what you got, lady? What you got? Sorry, yeah. Lils, I have nothing. Um, I didn't realize you were in here. So, uh, yeah, 40, uh, what was it? 52% uh, are by treat or cookie, 47% by their name. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 52% by treat or cookie, 47% to the sound that is made when a treat, whatever holds the treat is opened. Mm-hmm. So if it's like, like the treats we buy are in, in kind of a loud plastic bag. They and know the, the sound. I mean, even if you move it, if you move it aside to get to what's ever behind it in the pantry, the, the dogs could be in a different state. It's how they are with their leashes too. Have you yes. ever tried to like move Lily's leash? And she's like, where are we going? What are we doing? What's the plan? What are we doing? No, man, she could be, I could be in the garage and she could be upstairs in the room and I move her leash and she's dead asleep. And, yep. And only 37% of dogs consistently respond to their name. So <laughs> I got those numbers wrong. It's 52% to, to the word treat, 37% to their name. And that's a survey of 2000 dogs. Jeff Dollar, the second random thing is for you. There is archeological evidence that suggests that pancakes are probably the earliest and most widespread breakfast, breakfast food eaten in prehistoric societies. Really? Mm-hmm. Pancakes? Mm-hmm. We love a pancake. But over, I guess. I mean, I guess. I in my head, I'm thinking like eggs. Like, wouldn't egg, wouldn't it be eggs? But maybe eggs weren't a breakfast food back then. I don't know. Maybe pancakes are delicious. That's a, you were going pretty in depth with it. I was just thinking, mm, pancakes. Um, and your third random thing is there has been an extreme drought. Drought. What drought. is wrong with us? Oh my gosh, we need a redo on this Monday. There's been an extreme drought in Massachusetts uh, this year. The reason that is concerning, uh, most of the cranberries for the United States are grown in the Cape Cod area of Massachusetts, which means Thanksgiving Thanksgiving yeah. might not have as many cranberries. Out of the 14 counties in the state, 10 had extreme weather situations with less rain. Uh, The remaining four were severe, which is just one notch under um, extreme. And the problem is the way cranberries are grown and harvested, there has to be a very, very, um, like an equilibrium as uh, with rain versus dry weather. And if if there's an extreme in either direction, oh my gosh, my words don't work. If there is an extreme in either direction, no rain or a ton of rain, the cranberries could be ruined, and that looks like it might happen this year. So my suggestion is, if you're a canned cranberry person, stock up on it now. I would like to know if there is anyone who, at their Thanksgiving table, year after year, the cranberry sauce goes the fastest and or there is an empty bowl of cranberry sauce. I've never been to a Thanksgiving festivity where the cranberry sauce is anything but one spoonful on everybody's plate. 
Yeah, I um, I think we talked about this last year around Thanksgiving, but didn't we pick, each pick something that could go away? And I think my vote was the cranberry, anything cranberry related. I don't care. I don't think you and I together have ever done a cranberry thing ever. I was thinking the other day about, I wonder what we're going to do for Thanksgiving this year. Cause remember last year we all collectively decided that we don't like Turkey that much in our family. Mm. And so like, I wonder if that's going to go away and we're going to do what, what do we do? Like a prime rib or something? I tenderloin? think I feel like two years ago I said I made a tenderloin for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and said that, that I don't get Thanksgiving Turkey. Like I don't understand. Like, it's not, it's hard to cook. I don't get it. Takes forever. And I felt like your entire family looked down on me for that. I don't think so. Yeah, I think we you can... were, you were like, you made me make a turkey breast. Like I had to buy a turkey breast. I, you know and what's they... funny about this whole show is I remember it very differently. I remember you wanting a turkey. I thought it was you that wanted a turkey. My memories are a little disjointed today. We are having Monday brain here on the upside. Yeah, the way I remember it is I... I went tenderloin and did the turkey breast. And I was quite happy with it, but um, I feel like you and your parents were all like, mm, "Well, you kind of gotta have turkey on Thanksgiving." If anyone, it would have been my mom because my dad like throw a prime rib in front of my dad, and he won't say anything about a turkey ever. Um, but I would be all for doing that same exact menu again this year. I think tenderloin on the egg and then just a turkey breast that I I saved the rest. I truly saved the recipe in my email uh, under like Thanksgiving turkey breast recipe to and you can cook it in the crock pot and it's super easy. What if we did um, the prime rib or the tenderloin or whatever? And then we offered if anybody wants turkey and is going to be like a turkey, you know, die hard that we. That we just get sliced turkey meat and be like, you can have the sliced deli meat. Yeah, you can have a turkey sandwich. uh, Those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I'm optimistic that tomorrow's show, our words will have come to us by then. Yeah. I think it's good. I'm feeling good about Tuesday. I also will say I'm feeling really good. Again, this is week two where I'm going into it very optimistic. Good. I'm happy because you got all your meals planned and all of that stuff. I do. I'm just feeling like the energy is really good. Cool. Did that work last week? Yeah. Oh, perfect. It was amazing. Same thing. Me too. But uh, just it's worth noting that there's like six planets in retrograde right now. Like, like but that doesn't have anything to do with why we can't talk. Oh, I'll blame if something's in retrograde. I blame everything on that. Oh, okay. Everything. If I ever if I ran out of gas while something was in retrograde, I'd be like, yeah, Mercury, you know, makes the gas burn faster. Hey guys, happy Friday! I was calling about your three random things today. Um, really enjoyed them, and Callie, especially the fact about um, Netflix having trouble deciding on what show to watch and the fatigue from it. And it makes me feel better because this actually happened to me last night and I thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, why can't I make a decision? But anyways, I was like, all right, I'm going to go wind down, watch some TV. I turn the TV on and I see Disney Plus, Netflix, HBO. I just got overwhelmed. And I was like, I 
I don't know what to watch. I have so many open tabs of shows. So I literally just like stared at the TV for a second and turned it off and I went to sleep. Cause so I was like, I can't do this, but it worried me, but it's not just me. Okay. Bye. So while I've never had glowing poo problems from Lucky Charms, um, with all of the food dyes that are in the marshmallows, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, my very first job out of school, I was in a preschool and we were working on colors. And so everything that we did with the kids had some kind of food dye in it. And the next day, one of the dads came in and he was like, um, so what did the kids eat yesterday? Because so-and-so's poop was really, really strangely colored. And it's all the food dyes. So while there's no pathogens, there's a lot of food dyes and it's a good time. Um, but who doesn't love Lucky Charm? All right, bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Kim. I was listening to today's podcast and I had to pause because you were having a discussion about whether or not the person who canceled or rescheduled the meeting with Jeff did not provide an explanation or an apology. And I'm wondering if the reason Jeff feels strongly about that is because his instinct would be to apologize, which is exactly the behavior that you guys are trying to overcome. And, um, as a woman, a professional woman, I don't ever provide an explanation and I don't apologize because business is business and things come up and things need to be rescheduled and you really don't owe a person an explanation. Um, the person was uh, um, offering you the opportunity to offer a time that worked for you and um, that's you know, that's convenient enough, right? I think, I think we, we have these expectations for others where we want them to explain themselves and they don't really owe us an explanation. So, um, I, I'm on team Callie for this one. So love you guys, but, uh, I don't think the person owed an explanation. Have a wonderful day. Hey guys, I'm just listening to Thursday's show catching up. Um, it's really funny. You guys are talking about dogs, which is one of my favorite things, beings in the world. And yes, the cheese ball thing is funny because think about what dogs do like to eat, like at least around here, like rabbit poop, deer poop, you know, like totally rotted dead frog. Um, and then they won't eat like something that you love, which is really funny. And then I'm not, I kid you not, right before you talked about the peanut butter thing, I was giving my dog uh, medication with peanut butter and just laughing at the way she looked licking so hard, like the concentration on like licking and licking. And then they lick, they seem to lick forever. Oh my God. Totally right there with you. Love it. I would like to share with you just three cardinal rules of my ability and longevity. One, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. Two, slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. And three, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next, so keep climbing.